how can movies tackle or storytellers in general tackle social issues in a way that has the conversation that uh, storytellers want to have, but doesn't turn off their audience? We discuss this and more with special guest Craig Lamar Brown on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, fastidious, flippity gibbet, which is a real word apparently that means silly and talkative, which is sums up this podcast very well. <laughs> Correct! And with me as always is my sneakily socially conscious co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and the author of the brand new Just Out book, Finding <gasps> God in Hollywood. Yes, I have written a book about all of my stories and anecdotes uh, in Hollywood and how they all tie in with my faith. It's a book that explores uh, faith and movies and stories and how those things combine and intersect. And I would love for you to get a copy that is available anywhere right now, wherever books are sold. So that's, that's my, that's my other personality thing today is buy my book. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, and that is, works out really well because we have with us today, a very special guest who also the faith and Hollywood are important to him. He is a filmmaker father and husband living in Cleveland. He is a writer, director, producer of the upcoming feature film Shooting Doves, a faith-based musical that deals with the conversations about race and justice from a Christian perspective. He is the courageous, the charismatic, the classy Craig Lamar Brown. Craig, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, man. What, what, what an introduction. I was not expecting that. They never do. So, <laughs> I feel like we're although, still getting... although I don't live in Cleveland, I live in Cincinnati. Oh, that was my fault. Oh, oh no, Nathan. Oh. Okay, two C's, two C's. I was really authenticity. I don't know if we should edit or I should just live with the shame of mixing up Cleveland and Cincinnati because we definitely have listeners in both Cleveland and Cincinnati, and now they're all gonna hate all the hate mail. Yes, dishonor, dishonor on your whole family. Make a note of this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, well, we're very happy to have you on today. Um, it's it's a really pleasure. I got to see your film. I was very impressed with it, having seen a lot of faith-based films uh, that don't nearly uh, go the distance that you do on sometimes much bigger budgets. Shots fired! Um, but first, before we uh, get going on that, um, if people do enjoy our discussion today, which we'll be having about um, movies talking about social issues, Nathan, if people enjoy our conversation and want to uh, engage more with other overthinkers like themselves, where should they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. They can also join our online community, The Overthinkers, which now has over 14,000 overthinkers, just like yourself, getting into discussions, having polls, and mostly posting tons of memes. So head on over. <laughs> we want you to join. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review and sharing with a friend. They're usually thoughtful memes. Though. Also, buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give me money! All right. So everyone ready to get started on the discussion? Let's do it. All right. Movies have always been trapped between the desire to entertain and the desire to do good or to say something. 
For every movie that Hollywood puts out designed to make money for the masses while offending the least amount of people, like Fred Astaire movies in the 30s to Marvel movies today, filmmakers have also often tried to deal with pressing social issues. Movies in, uh, during the upcom- uh, of the rise in World War II uh, tried to warn America about the rise of Nazism, particularly Warner Brothers, even when addressing it was unpopular. Movies in 1960s uh, and 70s tried to push boundaries around race and sexual revolution, such as Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and Nine to Five. Modern films likewise try to add more gender and uh, racial diversity to reflect the growing acceptance of and uh, of these different groups. Movies like Bros trying to do gay representation. Christian films typically find themselves as important to go see and pitching that to their audiences because they're tackling an important topic like divorce, fatherhood, or religious discrimination. Advocates for these kind of movies stress the importance of art challenging us to deal with issues we're uncomfortable with. But social issues often are a turnoff for audiences, frequently being accused of being preachy and shoving viewpoints down our throat rather than telling a story that entertains them. So, Craig, you have made a movie that is clearly attempting to be both entertaining and saying something important, having something important to say. So why do you think it's important for movies to deal with social issues? And how do you attempt to do that in a way that doesn't turn off audiences? Yeah, great question, by the way. Yeah, so it's interesting, like, uh, like everybody watches movies, right? Or mo- mostly everyone. I mean, you have Netflix, Amazon, you, you have all these big streamers, right? And there's billions of dollars each year that's pumped into like making movies. And we sit down and we take them in, we discuss them with friends. And I think that's awesome. I think story is very important. Therefore, like if so many, like if we spend so much of our time sitting in front of a screen, um, why not attempt to tackle um, subjects that are tough or that are important? So I think I think there's like this inward responsibility for movies to tackle certain subjects. Um, no ma- matter what, I think that will always be the case and the desire for viewers. Um, so that's so that's why I think movies should take. Uh, a stab at it. Um, and I I thought it'd be a good idea to uh, take a stab at it as well <laughs> with uh, my film. Um, so dur- during uh, the whole 2020 uh, George Floyd riots and stuff, um, I saw that there was like a bit disconnect uh, from like the, the church and race in general. Um, mm-hmm. If you were left-leaning, you felt one way about Black Lives Matter. Uh, if you were right-leaning, you felt another way about a group like Black Lives Matter or like social justice stuff. And it was a hot mess. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, um, oh yeah, I think that's one thing I we can just, all agree on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just bad. Like you know, like, yeah. and just uh, yeah, just looking at social media my social media feed uh let me back up during that time i felt a certain way Mm. i was angry i was alarmed and then after a while after i got of my own feelings um as a christian i thought like you know what all right let me submit myself under one what does god think 
my response should be mm-hmm. in this moment? Do I continue to yell and um, at my neighbor or do I uh, approach it in a different way? So as I kind of like sat down and my, my own feelings have calmed down, uh, I, I got done scrolling Facebook, Instagram, and all, all <laughs> of this junk. And I'm like, all right, God, what are you saying in this moment? Um, and and then some time went on. Uh, like, what I could see was there. It was just this big disconnect, right? It was just it was just a disconnect, and there wasn't a healthy conversation about mm. within the church. And also, like, there just wasn't uh, someone who just enthralled by art, uh, music, and, and movies. Like, I'm like, like there isn't um, a movie that tackles this conversation in a very healthy way. I mean, I take that back. In, in, in the faith-based world, I haven't seen many that, that do Absolutely. justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either it's super cheesy and unrealistic and it's not honest, and yeah. that's just not the gospel that's not god that's just not what what yep. it is right yeah, yeah. Um, it's not what art is meant to be or god has called us to do with yeah. our art absolutely yeah yeah exactly and um or i thought like you know like i i just really felt the call to um one like if i'm going to talk about something that's kind of controversial <laughs> right now in this time that's <laughs> It's Love heavy. It. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a heavy topic. Um, and a lot of people are just one burned out. I'm tired of talking about race. I just want to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, like, I'm just, I'm just, I guess, exhausting. But however, like, no matter my feelings, like, it is a conversation I need to be had. And I thought the best way to tackle such an intense topic or subject um, was through a love story. Um, mm-hmm. and also through music. Uh, music is uh, something that no matter race, religion, like it's, it's something that mostly everyone can connect on at universal language. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it, it breaks down a lot of barriers and I didn't want to be another um, person who's just creating something else about race. Like there's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of stories out there like that, right? Um, but I'm like, if I'm going to do this, like, one, it needs to be a good story. Uh, it needs to be a love story. And it needs to be driven by music to help carry this conversation that mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise is kind of difficult. Um, if I just throw, put, a, put together another movie and say, hey, this is how black people feel. This is how white people feel. Let's come together. It's like, boom, bang. <laughs> right like <laughs> like that's just not how it is but um i felt like the best way to tell the story is through um what one honesty but through um music that can help carry such an intense emotionally charged conversation and that's what me and my co-writer did we framed it as a two-hour conversation in the film. Um, so, wow. yeah, that's, Joseph, that's yeah. a long answer to your uh, two questions. No, but, that's uh, that's why we have a yeah. podcast. We like long answers to questions. <laughs> no, I will say I'll say this. You know, one of my favorite lines in your movie is 
you know, he, when the two of them are having a conversation and he says, you know, your music is too polite. And she says, well, what's wrong with being polite? And he says, nothing, as long as it doesn't get in the way of honesty. Mm. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about your film is that it really did try to be honest, you know, for all of its sort of faith-basedness. Um, and, and it works within the faith-based, you know, romance formula, if, if there is one. Um, it does do it from a place of honesty. Um, and I like what you said that, you know, we need to have talk about social issues in art because we're spending so much time doing it. And as we talk about on this podcast, anything that we spend that much time on needs to bring us closer together and to other people um, rather than yeah. farther away. So that's really important that that's that makes sense. You talk about that. Um, and also you're saying, okay, if we're going to have this weighty issue, it has to be in a context that people want to be there. You know, it's like, okay, just like the characters in the story, they're willing to have those conversations with each other because they have a relationship. They love each other. And so yeah. you do that for the audience too. It's like, okay, we love these characters. We want to be here. And therefore we're willing to sit down and have a conversation with them. So that's a context in which people are willing to listen to these things. That's really great. And, and what I hear you saying also is something that we've talked about before in the podcast, which is, uh, thank you for sharing your story, by the way. Yeah. I, again, that, that's honesty, right? And it's interesting to hear your story and kind of this, um, this progression you had, you had this emotion that popped up from mm. something that was going on in the world. And you didn't exactly know how to articulate that emotion. And you then brought it to God. And what I love is that your answer to the thing going on in the world was to do something about it, right? We all want to do something about it. And what you ended up finding was the most effective way to actually address this uh, important and, um, and very divisive and, and difficult issue, uh, the most important way to address it in a way that people can hear it in a way that actually might bring about connection or understanding or truth was through the art of art, of story. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And, you know, you talked about uh, responsibility, that artists actually mm. have a responsibility to use their art to talk about important things, especially things that are going on right now in the world. And I think that's a, I think that's a true thing. Uh, and I think the reason that's true is because this goes back to my just kind of philosophy about people that we are story oriented people. Yeah. We were made to respond to art, to music and, yeah. and story. And so if you want to change the world, you're gonna have to start creating stories that show you a better world, that yeah. give you thought into these subjects and these issues that are going on and give you insight. And so I think as artists, one of the things we try to do is articulate life and articulate truth through art. And so I love that your reaction, you said, okay, I'm going to turn off Facebook for a while. <laughs> I, I, I got angry and, and, and angers, and that's okay. That's part of the process. But then you move towards this constructive thing where you say, well, I want to use storytelling as a way to um, engage with this and hopefully bring some understanding to it. And I think that's how humans were made, right? We were made to respond to stories. So, you know, if you're going to be effective on this particular issue, you are going to um, do it through story. Now, my question for you is, all of that is true. Um, and I, I love that. My worry about, not my worry, but sometimes I've noticed that when people do say, okay, I'm going to make a story about something important, be it race, be it gender, be it um, uh, whatever it might be, that uh, in any important issue, that what happens is the issue takes center stage um, and then 
bad art is made because that's the most important thing rather than making something beautiful and making something good. And with your movie, somehow you pulled off both a beautiful movie, a touching movie, and one that um, brings you to a, a, a new understanding, a, a further insight into these things. So my question for you is how did you balance or, or how did you approach it? Knowing that you had this issue you wanted to talk about, but knowing that for this to be an effective, evocative movie, it was gonna have to be good. How did you balance uh, uh, this, I don't know how to say it, these two things, right? Uh, one, making a good movie and one, making sure it wasn't just a, uh, how about this? It wasn't just preaching at people, you actually wanted to engage people with the story. Yeah, so good question. Uh, lots of alcohol. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that may be my one of my favorite answers you got into a question on this podcast. He's kidding everyone, I think. That's <laughs> kidding. That's kidding. If that's your struggle, no, no. That's not a good idea at all. Um, but yeah, it was it it was definitely uh difficult. Like uh because I had like such a I had this for anybody who's a I, I'm assuming a lot of listeners here are creators or kind of like are in that oh yeah oh yeah right okay a lot perfect. Of all right so all you creators out there you know that you have like this thing this beautiful thing that you want to create whether it's on paper or through story form or a song and you have all this grandeur and most of the time when you create that thing you you finally get there it's kind of like meh <laughs> like or <laughs> Or it's like, ah, uh, it's not quite what your friends and peers are like, oh, this is great, but you still like question it. And that's from conception, from, from dreaming this up to finish, finishing it and reunion. Like that's been like my struggle with this, right? That's mm. just human insecurities, right? However, um, in the midst of it, uh, there was like this deep desire to, one, I, I can't forget about the story, like the story is everything. Like I, mm. I knew the cinematography was going to be good. I knew the music was going to be good. Those are two things like I wasn't worried about. I just want to make sure that the story connects. And I did my best. It's not perfect. Like there's some stuff I look at, I, I just cringe at, but I did my best. <laughs> Welcome to the world of filmmaking. <laughs> I, I refuse to even look at my films once I make them. No, no, no. no. Dude, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm there with you. <laughs> we are harshest critics. <laughs> yes. I feel no man, but that thing, it scares me. So it's like, um, but I, I also knew that, like, all right, one, the story needs to be connected, and yes, like, the music and cinematography, it all has to mesh really well, and, um, Every night I went to bed, like I just had a lot, honestly, just as a super anxious person who str struggles with a lack of confidence, like, all, mm. all, the, all the things, right? Like every night before I met, I'm like, God, just help me, just help me. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. This is my first movie that I'm created by myself. And I don't, because of the, the topic, I don't want it to, I don't want people to get distracted by an out of place bottle on your on your screen, or <laughs> or terrible terrible dialogue, which it might be some there here and there, or just I just I want everything to be as perfect as I possibly can, and whatever else is like no, 
I did my best. So um, I, I, I did want to make sure um, that we did everything, honestly. And fortunately, uh, I had a, an incredible assistant director that relieved a lot of those um, concerns on set. Um, so I could zero in on my actors and make sure that they hit their yeah their lines as much as possible. But yeah, it's and, and again that's that's also I just having a good team and I, I can definitely get into all the nitty gritty of like you know filmmaking their set and, and and all that stuff. But yeah, it was everyone was committed to excellence on the film mm -hmm. and that was really helpful. Like there wasn't a person, um, believe it or not, there wasn't a person in the cat or like who worked on this movie who showed up late. Not one person. Wow. wow. And I was like. This is um, um, amazing. It it was just like a lot of. You still um, have their contact info? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but yeah, uh, again, I'm probably vulnerable. But yeah, it's like it for for a subject that's so heavy. It's like and and for the small budget that we had, it's like I. It was painful. Mm. It was painful trying to uh, keep it all together, but. Uh, I think we did a fairly good job under the circumstances. So you said two things that really stuck out to me. And you know, in, in asking this question, how do you make a movie about a social issue that's, that is actually good and engaging and not just preachy? Uh, you said yeah. two things that were kind of part of your philosophy as you went into making this movie. One was you said it has to connect with people. And even previously, you had talked about how music is a universal language. So it's very clear that in your head, you were doing, you were trying to do something that wouldn't just talk at people, but invite them into something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a sermon. You said in, in the words of connection and universal language, you are looking to create an experience for people where they are invited into experience a subject. Um, and then you just said that excellence was a priority. Yeah. Excellent. So I think that a lot of people, when they go in to make a movie about a message, be that a Christian message, be that a social message, whatever it might be, that a lot of times they're like, it doesn't matter if things are good. It doesn't yeah. matter if the characters are interesting. It doesn't matter if the story is engaging. Uh, it, it, all that matters is that there's this message here. And so when they leave, they'll have the message regardless. But what I love is that you kind of reverse engineered that and you said for people to understand, to get it, to connect with these larger issues we're exploring, this movie has to be excellent. You stayed up at night worrying there is a bottle in the shot. <laughs> yeah. That's someone who actually cares about the story that they're telling so that that story can be a more powerful vehicle for the greater truth it's trying to share. So I think that's a really interesting um, kind of perspective to see it as, you reverse engineering this. You didn't start with, okay, I got my message, whatever. I don't care about anything else. You started with, I need to make something excellent and beautiful and engaging and inviting. And then people will be invited into the message. So it's just kind of, it's it's flipping on its head and going at this a totally different way. So I think that's a really, really cool thing to think about um, for all the artists out there and for all the, the viewers out there. When you're watching, engaging with something um, and you want people to take it seriously, it's I need to make this excellent. I need to make this beautiful. Um, and I need to speak again, like the reason you did this through music, some a, a language that everyone can speak. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, what, one of the things that I use as sort of a, a barometer when I'm making something is I, I, typically when people have a message, they, they resemble having a sit down with your mother who's explaining to you why you should get married. 
you know? <laughs> and, and what I do is I want to instead be um, a sit down with your friend who's talking to you about their marriage. Mm, and yeah. it's what you said, Nathan, you're inviting it, someone in to share an experience with you that is your experience of the world and that you have open interpretation of that world and a way of doing that. And um, they, you're not telling them what to believe, but you're asking them to connect with your story to help them understand their story better. Well, one of the things, and I'll throw it to you before we wrap up, that has been really helpful to me, and you, and you kind of brought this up again in my mind, is I think one of the reasons that a lot of Christian movies aren't very good is because we grew up believing that movies were kind of like pastors. Yeah. They stand up there and talk to us. And if you want to see lives really change, of course, good sermons are great. I'm yeah. not saying they aren't, yeah. but the yeah, yeah. if you want to see a life change, go to a um, an AA meeting where everyone mm. is sitting in a circle, Ooh. all involved. There's well, no that's podium, good. there's no sure. stage. You're all sure. in this experience together. And so I think that this that <laughs> movies are the AA meetings. If you want to address mm. something, don't do it from a position of I'm on a stage and behind a pulpit and can speak at you do it from position like they do in all the AA scenes that you've ever seen where they sit in a circle and they're all involved in this moment together. And I think that's what your movie does, which I think is so cool. But before we wrap up, I wanna give you kind of the last words. And really, I know this is a gimme question, um, but what do you hope that people in watching your film and engaging with your film will walk away with as they leave the theater, as they turn it off from their house, what do you want people to be left with after viewing um, Shooting Doves? Hmm. Yeah, um, again, it's a, it's a two-hour conversation, right? Um, I think two hours is way too long for a movie, uh, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I, I hate the length of the movie, but... Um, so, so, but, but but it is, uh, I, I think, a needed time, right? There's a there's a lot of heaviness and there's like a lot of tension where you need to just sit and uh, and digest. Uh, but the hope is that one um, God sees us all as equal, right? Like, I mean, I I think in our heart of hearts, like we we know that, um, and but we 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 just don't live it. Like even um, even for me, I, there's this thing with like in a black community. It's we say it jokingly, like, "Oh, I'm black. I can't be racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not uh, disqualified for for being um, hateful. Mm. Um, I'm not disqualified from like those. Just just because my ancestors had a much different past than my white wife's ancestors." Um, so um, I still have this, for, for, for the Black audience, it was uh, kind of like, hey, like, we need to check ourselves too. Like, there's mm. there's a two-way street, right? And sometimes we kind of just, we, we take the offense, right? I'm offended, I'm, I'm offended, I'm offended, but we can also be offensive as well. Um, that makes sense. So, Absolutely. So, my, so my whole, and also for, um, and also for someone who's uh, a white audience member, um, is I, I I think it's a great time to the 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 number one thing I wanted for 
someone who's a white audience member to not feel where I've had many sleepless nights for about this mm. it was for the white 65 year old Republican male that's sitting in the audience seat that's watching this movie. That's who I care the most about. Wow. Um, mm. Because I feel like for that man, um, he like it's this is gonna sound crazy. I feel like it's tough for him today. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> we didn't yeah. say it. We didn't say it, guys. He did. <laughs> like, oh my man, like people are just going in. It's like, um, so I so I I, I think of that person who is probably like, I, I want to understand, mm. but with all of the um the the writer that's coming at him and, and he feels defensive, right? He puts up walls. Mm. It's like, how am I supposed to empathize when I'm getting so much hate and I should think I should change my mind immediately? It's like, that's just not realistic. That's not life. And um, so I, a lot of the writing came out of like, OK, how can we get um, let's call him James. How can we get James uh, to understand that um, like one, uh, there is grace and like he is capable of loving anybody wholeheartedly, no matter what their race is, no matter what their background, and empathizing. Like, how can we encourage that wow. in someone without James? You did a lot of bad things. <laughs> you did a lot of bad things. Your ancestors, man. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's not like just putting all of this guilt on this person. And that's what a lot of movies have, like, a lot of movies about race kind of do just like oh like no one yeah. feels good after that it's kind of like um like in, in that kind of conversation uh how can i put it it's like if if i'm in an argument with my wife and i tell her to calm down <laughs> like it's it's pointless like like no it's only calm down after that <laughs> exactly like it only it feels it so it's like i i didn't want to tell james to calm down i want to invite him in mm. to a story of what it looks like invitational yeah uh, for someone to be black and to to kind of go through life um as a black male in america and is and to also see someone who is white kind of uh like who, who's probably just like, oh yes, I'm. Who wears her heart in his sleeve and who wants to, um, how can I put it, like, uh, the, the the woke white person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, then that person gets challenged and then it has another deeper understanding and more empathy instead of just being woke for the sake of being woke, right? right like, yeah. Um, so that's what I was really thinking about in, in, in writing this movie because again, there's just enough movies out there that shames, uh, and it's uh, it's unfortunate. Like we don't need more shame. Uh, we need more movies that are liberating and that uh, bring people to the table Amen. instead of uh, pointing a finger. I love that, and what I I love again. This is consistent with everything you've said. You wanted this to be something that was invitational, inviting people into an experience and banking on that we're all humans and we can empathize with each other, even if we have different experiences. I love that. And also before we wrap up, I wanna point out that 
you know, you talked about um, responsibility. You, you, you felt that uh, when you made this, you also approached a subject that really only you can, mm. that you can do. Joseph and I can't make a movie on this, right? This yep. is not, this is not something that we can authentically um, make a movie about. But you said, I'm going to invite someone into my experience. Like what I try to do is often when I write films, I try to uh, broach topics of mental illness because that's something I can speak about and I can invite people into an experience and offer empathy. And I think that's so cool that you decided with your experience, your means, your story to invite people in and just the philosophy of unity and invitational and wanting to bring people to the table. Um, I think that is a philosophy I think should often, almost always, bringing people to the table should be kind of the standard for, because mm-hmm. um, again, tables are around, we're looking at each other, we're sharing meals, we're talking, that's also yeah. stuff gets figured out and we get to know each other and learn and empathize. And so I think that's a great picture for if you wanna make art that has a message and is about social issues, start with the philosophy of wanting to bring people to the table. So this has been amazing, Preach. Craig. I want everyone to go see this movie, white and black, up and down. Anyone go see Shooting Doves. It really is a beautiful movie. Um, I think everyone will connect to this because you've done the work to make sure that it is a connective invitational story. And it has really awesome music. Like it's yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, if you love music and you love movies, and you want to save the world, go watch them. There's <laughs> lots of music. <laughs> um, so yes, now uh, we are on to uh, one of our favorite uh, segments of this uh, podcast. And of course, there are only two, uh, so you can do the math there. Um, blesses and Curses, which uh, involves um, us taking a work of art, media, or resource that we want to um, recommend, hence Bless. Um, or we want to p- tell people to stay away from, uh, hence curse. Um, so uh, we always give our um, our guests the option to join us, and if they want you to go uh, first or last. Uh, so, uh, Craig, would uh, you like to give one of your blesses and or curses? Is it or the topic or usually related to the topic at hand? Okay. But you can um, but feel free. Yeah. You can, you know. It's pretty yeah. loose rules. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll keep it to the top because that's what I thought about first. Uh, I would say, yeah, movies that tackle uh, complex subjects, uh, curse, I'm going to go with Get Out. Oh, oh snap. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough because good movie, like, though. I think the movie's. I think I think the movie's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's done really well. Absolutely. But in regards to the topic, is like, uh, I mm. can we just like watch it in the closet uh, and enjoy it? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay. But I, why? What? What? what how, in terms of tackling the topic, what was it that um, failed for you? Um. I think it perpetuates uh, a little too much that white people are dangerous. <laughs> I think it goes a little <laughs> too far. There's a lot of symbolism. It's like, I mean, again, it's it's a movie, and honestly, I think he's he, I think he's brilliant. Um, oh yeah. But it, for for today, uh, I, I I just I think that the topic approach is not helpful um okay yeah so yeah um, 
tell me what you think of this. So is, is, is that one of the things that I watched it and I kind of found most uncomfortable, that I was most uncomfortable with, was when they portrayed, spoiler alert for anybody, um, the people who were, yeah, it's a few years ago, yeah. Um, the, the, the people who were, um, you know, the, the, the white people in the black bodies, um, who were saying things like, oh, well, my experience is not reflective of this or things like that, which it seemed like he was kind of saying, you know, anybody who's black who hasn't, share my experience and my perspective on this is really kind of a white person in a black body. It, it, did that, is, am I reading too much into that or did, was that something you saw kind of in there too? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think a little bit. I think he was poking fun for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's I mean, like so many like levels and symbolism is like at, at, at some point I start to check out when it's too many. <laughs> fair, but fair. uh yeah I definitely Ultimately, think, uh, it felt it was unhelpful. Yeah. That that may, yeah unhelpful to the conversation. It. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And so you had to yeah, make a well, was helpful. And so now Jordan Peel, your your move, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I think it was done amazingly. <laughs> Craft wise um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, a blessing. Uh, remember the Titans. Uh, I think that was. Oh, just... mine. <laughs> I you I was, oh, man. <laughs> so I went first. I'm like, I just, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I need to say much. I mean, they, like, I, I, I can sit down and watch that movie right now and not blink twice. Like, Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's just beautiful. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 I think I think that movie was helpful. It was mm. really helpful in helping people um, understand. Again, like I mean, I not that I intentionally did this, but like I use music and worship culture for my film. Uh, they use football, which is a very American sport that everyone comes together yeah. on Sunday and favorite team to play, and everyone. That's a good can, point. So, um, yeah, I I think they did an amazing job with it. And, uh, yeah. So, now, so my... in that case, I'll go next since you stole my blessing. <laughs> but <laughs> I got, I mean, when you think about films, right, that had something that, that brought something at a time to a conversation mm. that was so riddled with confusion and division, you know, you think of, remember the Titans. Listen, I'm not even a football guy. Um, I wasn't, I watched this as a kid and I was a kid when this came out. Um, And this was the movie that set the tone. If you're talking about movies having an effect, even on younger generations, this movie set the tone for me understanding one, uh, the reality of of racism in the world. You know, I I was a little white kid in suburbia. I didn't know that people hated each other. I I grew up in a family that loved everybody. And so I didn't know that really existed out there. So one, it exposed me to the reality of the world that racism exists. Um, But two, it also brought something hopeful to the table and said that friendship, that relationship, that love can fight these evil things in the world. And also just as a piece of art, what it did was it didn't preach at me. It didn't preach at uh, me as a kid. It made me care about everyone. Mm-hmm. It made me interested in the story that was going on. It invited me into an experience in a story I cared about. Yeah. And it was there inside that story that I began to learn 
and understand about these issues. Yeah. And now all these years later, I'm watching this film and I, it's still just as powerful. Um, but if you wanna know like what movies can do when they talk about issues, I was a kid and this movie explained the reality of racism and also right along with it showed me hope for racism in the world. So I absolutely, yeah. I know it's cliche, but it's cliche for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. It's, 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 I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my bless. As far as curse, oh man, this was, <laughs> there's a lot to curse here. Um, there's so many documentaries <laughs> I could curse because documentaries very often, they do just preach at you um, and kind of yell at you and they leave yeah. out things that don't fit their narrative. And they, I don't find often a document uh, on really hot but button issues that's super helpful. There are some, and I love those. Um, but uh, so yeah, th there's documents out there I could curse, um, but I'm gonna curse, I guess this is kind of a, a safe bet because I don't think I'm gonna step on too many toes with this, but there's a movie called The Day After Tomorrow, which was kind of this like big scare movie for, um, for uh, uh, environmental yeah. issues that basically the world is going to end the day after tomorrow and everything's going yeah. to Listen, I, I am someone who wants to protect the earth. I'm one of those crazy Christians who thinks we have a responsibility to uh, take care of the earth and, and take care of God's creation and to do so by, you know, whatever means. But I don't think like, as you say, I'll use your language here. It, it's, it's not, it wasn't helpful to the conversation. It was fear mongering and it was, um, almost like a threat, you know? And I don't know that people left that movie going, you know what? I want to make the world a more beautiful place. I want to take care of the environment. I think they left going, uh, wow, I sure hope that's uh, that's just fantasy because that is not very hopeful. It didn't offer hope. And aside from that, I just, the story was so boring. Like if you can bore a teenage uh, Nathan- With an uh, end of the world scenario. Yeah, then it's like, you're not doing your job. So the story wasn't good. The characters weren't good. So. I, I hope I don't step on too many toes, but I'm going to curse the, 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 day the rabid tomorrow. day after you guys <laughs> fan base. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Um, all right. Uh, so what did you, did you have another curse? Nope. Just one curse. Okay, one, cool. Just one, one bless this time. You're okay. Up. All right. So I will um, first, uh, I will bless, I think for writers who want to get a, just a practice in thinking about how to talk about difficult social issues and, and put them in film in a way that's entertaining. I would advise you watch um, two TV shows from the sixties, Twilight Zone and Day After, and uh, uh, excuse me, Star Trek. Um, because both of those, basically every episode, they took basically a new social issue that was going on in the day, whether it was racism or sexism or, or fear of, you know, of communism and war and things like that. And they, they found a way to turn it into a fable that um, could help us understand it better. Mm. Um, so I think that like, you know, just if you want, just binge those series if you want to have an idea of They're so what good. that looks like. Yeah. So good. Um, and uh, funnily enough, Jordan Peele yes. did the, uh, uh, the, the new, the modernized Twilight Zone, which I haven't seen yet. Yes, he was the host of that. Yes, yep. Yeah. Um, I got to check it out. Um, I also say um, <clears throat> movie uh, recent for, in terms of recent, um, Fruitvale Station, I actually mm. watched, and that that movie for me was for me one thing as a, as an older is obviously as a kid I watched Remember the Titans, but as a young adult um, watching that really yeah. helped me to understand in modern context what it is like um, to and help understand my friends who have had experience growing up young black in America where it's like 
yeah, there are certain just kind of advantages that you just don't get. And I didn't feel preached at. I felt like I was being invited into someone else's experience mm. and not told what to feel about it, but just say, okay, whatever you feel yeah. about this, feel it in the context of knowing this story that's very common. And this person. And this yeah. person, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so I like that, that a lot. Um, in terms of curse, I'm going to go ahead and curse something that also is extremely safe, probably, because all the internet has already cursed it. But I'm going to curse Velma, which is the new uh, okay. adult animation Scooby-Doo show that, and it's, 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 it's very mean-spirited. It's trying to be, like, important and talk about a lot of important topics, even yeah. though why would you ever yeah. do that with Scooby-Doo? I don't know why you would choose Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that is not the vehicle. <laughs> but, but, like, but it is, but that aside, it's like, okay, it is just so vicious and mean-spirited. You know, if James yeah. were to watch this, I mean, there's literally a line where two, where two of the protagonists say about their friend Fred, because he's been falsely accused of murder. It's like, isn't it nice to have a white guy falsely accused, you know, falsely getting murder, uh, convicted of murder for a change? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and, it's, and it's like, that doesn't sound like the scooby doo I grew up with. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it does feed into um uh uh a, an environment that doesn't make james want to be invited uh into conversation um it's yeah. it's it validates whether it's right or wrong him having his own persecution complex and defensiveness and so i think that that's velma's unhelpful to the conversation but however i feel very good about the fact that basically right or left the internet has come against that show yeah. and said <laughs> some hope for humanity for all different reasons yes exactly. everyone hates it yes. unity you know unity. that will bring unity if we can all find this one, one thing, thing to, to hate, hate together, together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so maybe that's the that's the christian answer I think. this will solve racism this, yes this show <laughs> yeah it's good man I, I like i'm learning to take criticism now because like my work is like out there starting to get out there. And let me tell you, doing a movie about race, like I've 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 gotten a lot of praise um for it and a lot of kudos, good job. But believe me, I got some criticism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh this is like some people no matter what you do, like oh yeah, like it just it just misses. It just misses some people. Yeah, it could be my fault. It could be that. You know that person is just not ready yet, yeah. and I'm learning to like understand that. But yeah, it's like, but again, like critics can also like if like this show, the the, the Velma show. I'm glad a lot of critics are coming to get that saying, nah, nah, fam, <laughs> <laughs> unity. <laughs> no, this doesn't work. But uh, yeah, yeah. Craig, I'm so glad you came on today. This I, has been a blast. I really want people to see Craig this does. movie and engage with a good story about an important topic. Um, tell them uh, where they can see this film, when they can see this film, and everything they need to know about its release and when it's coming out, and all that stuff. And all that stuff. Yes, we're we're targeting sometime uh, in May, probably end of May. Uh, it should be about eight hundred theaters um, for 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 a limited theatrical release. Um, I would say to follow closely with that. Uh, if you follow Sh Shooting Doves on Instagram or shootingdovesmovie.com, 
uh, we'll we'll continue to keep uh, everyone uh, posted on that. So yeah, nice. Fantastic. Everyone go follow it, and when it comes out, uh, take everyone you know to see it. Uh, this is an invitational movie. If you want to talk about these issues with people that haven't known how, maybe this movie will be the thing um, that will kind of get those those conversations started. So go check out Shooting Doves. It's awesome. I've seen it. Joseph's seen it. We love it. It's great. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. You can also buy my book, um, <laughs> which is out now as a, as a, when this episode releases, um, called Finding God in Hollywood. It has uh, tons of stories about Hollywood and myself, and it's the, the intersection of faith and story and movies and all the things that we all love. So please check it out. I'd love for you to grab a copy. Um, and you can also uh, find out more about me, book, everything at nathanclarkson.me. Joseph? Yes, of course, you can also uh, get in touch with um, all of us uh, at theoverthinkersjournal.com and uh, look at the Overthinkers and also the Overthinkers Facebook group. Uh, you can find me on any of the socials and also at uh, josephholmesstudios.com. Uh, this this is why we have the podcast is to plug Nathan's books every once in a while. That's pretty um, much it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and also you can find many much of my uh, uh, culture and uh, criticism um, at religionunplugged.com. Uh, boy, does he criticize culture. Guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being a part of this, Craig. This was a real pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm -hmm.